Hi, I'm Jeremy Robinson, and this is the 19th hole. Good afternoon, and hi, welcome to the 19th hole, brought to you by Glal.uk, in association with Rewards for Golf. Delighted today, we've got our first uh, live golfer on the show, Richard Bland. Rich, thanks very much for joining us. It's been a long season, but thanks for giving up the time. No worries, Dave. Rob, always good to talk to you. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get on to live in a bit, but I wanted just really to talk about the, the longevity of your career. Born in Burton-on-Trent, so not far from my neck of the woods. What took you down to Hampshire then? I didn't know you were born in Burton-on-Trent. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, you know, my, my that's where my parents are from and what have you, but we moved down to Southampton when I was like three. Okay. Um, my dad moved for work and what have you, and um yeah, we've yeah, we kinda of lived down there ever since. You know, I've been up obviously towards London the past sort of maybe seven or eight years. Um so yeah, you know, I consider myself Southampton. Um, you know, it, obviously it says Burton on Trent on my passport, but you know, I don't I don't go back there. I've got you know, I've got no all my grandparents have obviously passed and uh yeah. there's no reason for me to you know, I've probably got aunties and uncles up there, but they could probably walk in my front room now and I wouldn't even recognise them. So uh um fair so, yeah. so yeah, uh, I am Southampton boy really. Yeah, okay, fair enough. We'll let you off. So you're not a Midlands man anyway, but there you can say. <laughs> so going back, I say a bit of longevity. I mean, I was playing with new new term pro. Term yeah. in 1996 and you won yeah. the 1994 European Under 21 Championships. Christ, that's going. I, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I remember. I played with Soren Kelsen. All right, I played with Soren Kelsen. I think I can't remember where we played. Uh, I've got a feeling it might have been in. I think it was in Scandinavia, maybe somewhere. I'm not sure if it was Sweden or if it was in Norway or something. Uh, me and Howler went. Um, we represented England, um, and uh, yeah, I managed to managed to play well that week. And uh, I think I, I just pipped Soren. I think Soren finished second, and I've still got a photo somewhere. My mum's probably got it. Yeah. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. Um, so uh, yeah, it was uh, you know from what I remember, it was a good week. Um, you know, back in those days, I think we kind of we partied a little bit harder than we we do now. <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a good week. Yeah, yeah, we won't go down that route. But there you go. So. Yeah, no, like, yeah, let's not go there. Yeah, so <laughs> turn pro in turn pro in nineteen ninety six and uh, gained your challenge tour card in nineteen ninety eight. Was that through the tour school? Uh, no, it was through Mastercard. Okay, right. Back yeah, then, yeah. It was the Mastercard, which is now uh, well, it's now the Euro Pro. Well, it was the I, Euro I, Pro. I was doing, you know, I did all my PGA training. I was doing my PGA training at. It's Stoneham and um, and, I, and um, Ian. I don't know. Do you know Ian Young? You might know Young. I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He let me go play, uh, and I did well in the um, in the Mastercard. And there was a couple of toe sanctioned Challenge Tour events. One was at Prince's, and one was at Santa Mare, the lovely Santa Mare. Um, and uh, I finished second in both of them. And right. that kind of got me a, quite a good challenge tour ranking uh, to play the next year. And uh, um, yeah, I played a couple of years out there and then got my card uh, end of 2001. 
just going back onto that, yeah, as you rightly say, it used to be called the MasterCard, and then it went to the yeah. Euro Pro Tour, and it, you know, the whole thing's finished now. There's no Euro Pro next year, so really, no, wow. it's finished. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, well, yeah, it was a shame because it's a good tour, TV for all the young guys, five cards on the uh, on the challenge tour from it. But yeah, it is a shame that it's gone, but you know, life moved on. So, so yeah, so you got your card in two thousand one or two thousand and two, having won the challenge tour grand final. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I won that. I won that event to to get my, you know, my playing status for the tour. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a biz, uh, bizarre week. Second wouldn't have got me anywhere. Right, uh, wouldn't have got me into that. I think it was top. Was it top fifteen then, or was it top ten? I can't remember. I think it was yeah, either I... ten or fifteen cards. Yeah, um, I played with Phil Golding last round and Andrew Marshall. Um, we all we all got our cards from that year. Um, yeah, if I'd have finished second, um, I wouldn't have made it. Um, I think I shot twenty nine on the back nine to win by about three. I think three or four. Um, yeah, it was just it was one of those days. I shot sixty three in the last round. Uh, it's just one of those days that you, you know you kind of dream about everything. Just went how you would want a last day trying to win a tournament to go. Yeah, it was. Yeah, just the back nine, everything I looked at, I hold. And um, yeah, they, 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 those days, as you know, they're, they're few and far between. <laughs> yeah. But but that's some fair effort, though. Shooting 29 on the back nine and to win the tournament to get your card. If you write yeah. second, you wouldn't have got it. And, you know, so it's, a, it's some effort, that really. Yeah, yeah. yeah like you said, yeah, yeah, obviously it's a long time ago, but, you, you know, I can still... Yeah, in my mind, I, can, I can't remember every shot I hit on that back nine, but there's, there's four or five that I still remember really quite vividly. Uh, you know, I think sort of a couple early on in the back nine, there was a par three, I hit a really good sort of seven or six iron, I think, to about 10 feet. Um, uh, I think I eagled about the 14th or something like that. I hold about a 50-footer across the green or something like that. And and I remember hitting like a three iron into 17th, a really tough par three to about four foot, which really kind of, um, you know, sealed the deal. Uh, maybe 18th, uh, you know, a lot sort of nicer walk than normally you get when you're trying to win a tournament. So uh, especially trying to, you know, get your playing rights for the European Tour for the first time as well. So, yeah, I had some really good quality shots coming in and, uh, and, and that kind of, even even that sort of long ago, you know, that you can hit those shots when you need to is 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 a nice thing to fall back on. Yeah, I was going to say it must have given you great confidence, and it must be something that you know for young players when they look back on things, or for you now look back on it. You know, it's interesting. You still seem to remember it fairly vividly. Yeah, I think you know. I think when you know, whenever you win a golf tournament, um, no, no, I think no matter what level you do it at, you know, if you if you're a club golfer and you're winning your weekly medal or stable food or whatever or you've you know you've won the club championship or you've you've you know one of the you know the, the pros the Hampshire pros let's say is one a pro am or, or whatever level you win at you know you're going to remember things about that you know for, for a while certainly if it's say your first meaningful win um uh, and uh of course, you know you'll you'll always you'll always remember it. So uh, you know, like I say, you might not remember everything about it, but there there will be certainly three, four, five memories that will you know kind of uh, sort of etched in your in your psyche for a long time. Yeah, yeah. 
put them in the memory bank and, and kind of move back to them when needed, really, isn't it? Sorry, what was that, Rob? Put them in the memory bank, really. Oh, of course, yeah. Bank. You know, it, it's you know, it, it's very rare. You know, it's not you, you constantly, whenever you're in that situation ever again, that you 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 think about that or that or whatever. But it's just, I think you, you know, when you're when you're, you know, that that voice inside your head is is talking to you on the back nine, and you're and you know, and you're in the heat of it. And you're coming down the stretch, you know, it doesn't necessarily that you um you remember those shots, but you you just know, you know, there's just something in the back of your in the back of your mind. You know you can hit the shots when you want them. Um doesn't mean to say that you're gonna do it at that at that time, but um because we all we all screw up from time to time. Um but it's just it, it's just there and um yeah and, and yeah 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 it, you you know, I, th I think just subconsciously you do, you just draw upon it. Yeah. So moving on to the, so you got onto the tour, lost in a playoff at the Irish Open. Mm. Yeah, that was a little bit uh, um, unexpected. Um, I wasn't really showing much form uh, before then. You know, I, I just started working with Tim Barter. Uh, I think we've been working about three or four months, and you know, we were going, we were putting a lot of changes um that we were trying to do to you know make things better um and it was taking a while for those changes to you know to bed in especially under tournament conditions and like you say I, I wasn't showing any form whatsoever coming into that event I think I'd missed you know maybe three or four cuts or out the last sort of five events and if I'd made a cut I hadn't really you know done anything notable in, in, in that tournament either and um yeah, I think I shot four or five under in the last round in the last group with, uh, I think I played with Soren Hansen in the last round who, who eventually ended up winning. Um, and, and yeah, uh, yeah, I think, I think I birdied two of the last four uh, down the stretch again, you know, to, to get into that playoff. I know I certainly birdied the last. Um, so yeah, you know, it, like I say, it was unexpected, but uh, again, you know, for that early on in my tour career to have and especially of a, a tournament of that stature as well um to you know to to be in the heat and uh on the sunday was was a great experience uh, and again it's like you said it's just something that you uh okay didn't go my way that time but uh it, it was just a really good learning curve early on in my tour career you say that you started working with Tim. Obviously, you're still working with him now, and that's yeah. one of the things we're going to get onto about the longevity. But when you kind of started working with him, did you uh, be making some pretty drastic changes? So, um, no, I wouldn't say. Uh, you know, I wouldn't. It's not like we were trying to reinvent the wheel. It was just obviously what you you got had got you to the tour, so it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, again, it was just about making something that's more consistent so you can have that longevity, you know, making something that's going to be very low maintenance. That's just what I always want. That, that's something that um, I love about Tim as a coach. You know, he, he I, for some reason, we clicked from literally the first five minutes of me going to see him. You know, I, I, we had a chat about how we both see the golf swing. Um, and we basically said exactly the same things. Um, and you know, uh, 
You know, I've, I've, I've said it many times, you know, Tim's not the best coach in the world, but he's the best coach in the world for me. And I think that's very, very important. And, um, um, you know, and as long as I'm playing professional golf and competitive tournament golf, you know, coach, uh, Tim will be my coach, no matter what. It's a fair point you make that, really, because, I mean, you, you see on social media and the, the pundits talk about, you know, the best golf coach in the world. There, there surely can't be the best golf coach in the world. No, there? Because everybody, all the, the best coach for a player is yeah. the one that suits the best, isn't it? Of course. You know, every if, if you ask three golf coaches to say, right, well, explain the takeaway, they'll say, they'll say something completely different. Yeah. One will say you've got to initiate it this way one will say no 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 you want to initiate it this way and the other one will say you need another way it, it, it's um yeah i i try and explain this to any sort of anyone that comes to me asking for some advice about if they want a, a career in golf is yeah I, I think i think the coaches i think sometimes the coaches are, uh, are very undervalued and and i think it's very very important that you get the right coach who you understand and understands you. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think, you know, obviously some coaches have got excellent reputations and, and, and they deserve those reputations. And I, and I think sometimes players get drawn to the reputation uh, thinking, oh, well, he's, he's, you know, this guy's just won this and he's coached by him. So, well, if I get coached by him, you know, maybe I'll do that. Um, that's not all nece always necessarily the, the, you know the the right way. Um, you know, sometimes maybe it's a coach that the best coach for you is someone that you know, coaches at the local drive range that, that mm. you practice at or whatever. It, it, it's um, and yeah, that's that's something that I've always just had with Tim. You know, I've I've always had one hundred percent belief in his ability, even though he probably hasn't got it in his own. Um, but, you know, whenever we work now, you know, we'll look at it on the video and I, and I, and I tend to put my input in first. If, if I don't like something or something needs to be, oh, I think that can improve or that can be slightly better. And very, very rarely does he go, yeah, I, 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 dis or I disagree with you. I don't think that needs to be changed. You know, we, we see we're, we're just, we've been on the same wavelength for 22 years. Uh, which is, uh, I guess, you know, sort of a bit uncanny, really. Quite unusual as well for a pro to have a coach for 22 years. Yeah, you know, he's, you know, he always says to me, he's trying to get himself fired, but I, I won't do it. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, you know, he, he, but, but the thing is, the great thing with, with Tim now is he's, he's probably more of a friend than he is a coach. Um, and... Um, you know, whenever whenever we do any work at the Wizard or anything like that, if he's there for two hours, probably an hour and a half of it is we're just gassing, yeah. talking about dogs or houses that you know obviously he's always doing his house up or doing something or you know all oh, right, we better hit some golf shots here. Um, yeah, and um, but again, yeah, you and in all fairness, we haven't we haven't worked on anything. I I, I could probably this is hand on heart. I, I don't think we've worked on anything for probably fifteen years. Hmm. It's just you know the, the, those first few years of putting the stuff that we wanted in place and getting it where we wanted it to be, and then it was just about maintaining it, hmm. um, and, and and that's 
you know, the, I think the one of my strengths. Um, yeah, you know, I haven't I haven't picked a golf club up for what eight days now, um, and I could see Tim tomorrow, and it would be the, the swing would be exactly where you want it to be. Um, it's just uh, you know because we've just ingrained the right things for me over the past twenty years. It, it doesn't very rarely sort of go too far out. You know, if anything more, it's just because my timing's not that good or whatever, or the transition's a little bit off. That's the only real fault I have now. The line of the golf swing very rarely changes. Don't you think that's the case sometimes with a, with a lot of good players? You know, they look, at, I, I think sometimes, you know, some players I watch and whatever, they're looking for something that isn't quite there sometimes. And it's yeah. just like, you say the transition from the backswing to the downswing or a bit of timing is sometimes that's all it is, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think sometimes, you know, it, it's always difficult sometimes you know, because we're looking for that fine margin, that half a percent here or there that can make such a huge difference. And it's and it can be the, the smallest thing. Um, and, and if you find it, you know, it can be great. Of course it can, but sometimes it can be detrimental trying to go finding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm I'm always a, you know, I'm a, I, yeah. Sometimes golfers are probably not the, the brightest people, <laughs> and I think you know you want to golf's hard enough, and you just want to kind of, you know, you want to keep the swing thoughts and everything to a minimum. You know, I see some guys, you know, they're on the range with all kinds of gadgets, this, that, and the other, and I turn up with my little impact ball that I've still been using for twenty years. Hmm. They haven't used anything else and, and just do the same things with that all the time. And, and that's me. Um, I want to go out and play with as less in my head as I possibly can. Mm. Um, and, um, and, that's, and that's the thing. And one of the other strengths, I think, uh, with Tim is, yeah, if I don't see him for three months, he's, he's fine. He never chases me. Mm. Yeah, if, if, my, if my results are... If I say to him, look, you know what, I'm fine. I feel like I'm swinging good. I, I, I'm very close to playing good. Uh, then he's, he's he's fine with that. He never he never wants to he never wants to put his kind of two pence worth in because he feels well. You know, he has to do it. He has to justify himself. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a, that's a huge strength of Tim's. That okay, if I'm shooting 77, 78 every time I go out, you know, he'll be on the phone and go right. Okay, look let's have a look at this and we need to improve this. And, and I would be the same as well. But if I'm, I'm a great believer that, you know, if you're playing well and, uh, and, and, and you, and you hit the shots that you want to hit, um, if it ain't broken, don't try and fix it. Just, just keep yeah. going, just keep riding that way. You know? Yeah. Um, like you say, you know, as, as well as most, you know, the goal, goal's a tough, uh, a very tough game. Even when it's, even when it's coming easy to you, mm. it's still very, very tough. Well, it can so, go wrong. It can go wrong quickly, can't it? Oh, it can. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the, and the thing is, even though that you know, because we're all perfectionists and we all want more, um, that even when you feel like you're swinging really good, you're hitting it good, and you're scoring well, you want to you want to always score better. Of course, you do. Uh, that's just the way we are. Um, and it's very, very easy to go. Oh well, you know, maybe if I see my coach and I change this or I change that, that might bring it. But it also you walk that very tight tightrope of you could make it worse, mm. Um, mm. and uh, and, I, and, I, and you know I'm not sort of trying to blow my own trumpet here, but that, that's where I feel is one of my strengths is that I'm, I'm very good at that. That if 
if it's uh, if I feel like I'm swinging well and I'm playing well, I, I don't want to see Tim. Mm. You know, there's a few times he's been on the range. I said, no, if you want to have a chat, we'll go and have a coffee. But I don't want you looking at my golf because he'll always see something. Of course, mm. you know, what coaches do, they all see something. They go, all oh, right, you can change this, you can change that. And we've, we've fallen down that that pothole a few times. Yeah. And, um, and we and we just say now, right, you know what? It, we, but we don't do any work at tournaments now. Yeah. We don't do any work. We always do it at the Wisley. Um, so when I'm at a tournament, if you ever see Tim stood behind me at a tournament, you know I'm in trouble. Yeah. So rolling on a bit, you lost your card a couple of times, but got it back, no problem over, over the few yeah. years. But moving on to... Tournament number four hundred and seventy-eight. Right, yeah. And, uh, I remember, remember watching it clearly on the TV. May twenty twenty-one. Yeah. Masters at the Belfry. Obviously, a massive thrill and a bit of a dream come true, really, to to win on the European Tour. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, uh, you know, every time, you know, through the years, you're in position to to win on a Sunday, and you and you don't do it. Um, obviously, you get asked that question. There's always that little bit of self-doubt maybe creeps in here and there that, you know, will you ever get across the line? And uh, and I guess, yeah, it was really, you know, at 48 years old, you you right, how many more really good chances are you going to have? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if there was just something about that week that, and um, yeah, a few things kind of happened. And, uh, um, yeah, and I just, I just wasn't going to let that one go. I just, yeah. there was... No, that that was my time. And can you kind of put your finger? I mean, from there, you, you weren't forgetting about live. We'll get on to live in a minute. But from there, you, you played really probably. I would say the best golf of your career, didn't you? I mean, obviously, confidence, yeah, yeah, confidence was... must have played a big part. But of course, of is course. There any, but... any kind of what I was what, trying to get at? Any kind of reason? Do you think, or was it just mental no, thing? I, I, just, I don't know. It, like you said. I've, I've been asked that question God knows how many times. And, you know, obviously I wish there was a a, a better answer than, than, than I've always given. It's just, it's just golf. You know, sometimes it's just, it goes your way. It just goes your way. And uh, obviously, of course, you have to play well. You have to be hitting the right shots. Of course you do. And you have to putt well. And it was just at a time where everything in my game was kind of like, yeah, you know, a, a sort of eight and a half, nine out of ten every time I went out and played. You know, there's yeah. always times when you know you can be really good tee to green and you don't putt too good, and then you know the next tournament you go play, you're not so good tee to green and you short chip and putt the hell out of it. Uh, golf is is a funny game like that, but it, it, over the thing that pleased me over the next kind of three to four months, especially after you know you you win, you it, it's very easy, especially. At, I guess at the stage of my career that I did it, that you go, all right, okay, that's it, I've done it now. And I can just kind of, you know, you gain the tails off. And But I've always had tremendous sort of sort of self-desire to and, and pride in my performance, whether I shoot 75 or I shoot 65. You know, I, I want to be, I always prepare myself the best I can prepare. You know, I've always worked hard. Um, and... Um, and and that that was one thing that I was quite proud of that you know I didn't kind of just let it yeah you know, let the, the year kind of tail off after that yeah actually well, no, I mean, went you, from well you know went from good to to, to better and, yeah and I think the yeah. thing that was basically over the next sort of two three months 
was the, the not necessarily not necessarily the way I was playing, but the the, the the amount of mistakes that I was making in a tournament, which was hardly any. Mm. Yeah, I think I think I, I I dropped one shot that week. I played in Denmark, I think, not the week after, the week after that, and I think I only made three bogeys that whole week. Yeah, I was playing seventy-two holes and making three, four bogeys around for probably about a four-month stretch. It was crazy. Mm. Um, so that's why I was able to maintain the sort of level of top tens, top fives that I was churning out almost week in, week out, because I just wasn't making any mistakes. Um, and uh, and it, that was that was you know kind of you know one of the the most sort of satisfying things really. Yeah, I mean it must have been a great thing. I mean, you obviously had a great US Open that year. I think you were the <clears throat> led the US Open, didn't you? After one, after first round, finishing. Uh, two, yeah, after two rounds, yeah, I was tired. Two rounds. Um, yeah, yeah, I kind of, yeah, I kind of got to know what the US Open was about over the weekend. Yeah, um, but still. You know. But yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was again, you know, it was a great, a great week. Um, obviously, of course, the weekend's disappointing. Of course, it was. But looking back over it now, again, it was such a highlight. Yeah. Um, just to experience it, you know, I'm not especially. Yeah, we all we've all watched the US Open on the TV, and we all know how. You know, we can see that. Yeah, you know, even good shots get punished. Um, but like, you know, and I've said, yeah, I won't be the. Yeah, you know, I'm not the first person to. Yeah, you know, have a poor weekend at the US Open. I certainly won't be the last. Um, um, yeah, it was a great thrill again to play uh, this year at Brookline. Um, yeah, and I, I kind of, I did okay that week. I think I finished about 35th, 38th, somewhere around around there. Um, yeah, whenever you play in the majors, you, know, you know, when you're not always in the major tournaments, so whenever you play in the majors, it's a huge thrill to play. Uh, it was disappointing to miss out on the Masters earlier this year. Yeah. Um, you know, especially when I was the only, I was the only player in the top 50 in the world at the week of the Masters, not in the field. Yeah, yeah, that was that was you know I missed the sort of top fifty in the world by seven days, which was which was quite tough. Yeah, um, but you know it's it's their it's their tournament and they set the rules and you know you have to you have to respect that. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah but it would have nice to have played all four this year. Yeah, I remember because didn't you know, did a good run in the match play, didn't you? Nearly, yeah, nearly got yeah, into that was it. Great. yeah, that was a really good tournament. Yeah, I had my brother out there. Yeah, uh, and another friend, you know. So yeah, I played Bryson the first day, and then I played Taylor Gooch, who's become quite a good friend uh, over the last sort of six months. Um, and then to play Lee uh, in the last match, you know, me and Lee go back more years than I care to remember. Um, mm. Yeah, we played amateur golf together. We played for England together. Um, yeah, so to be able to sort of you know, to play Lee, you know, with the track record that Lee's got, you know, Lee's world class has been since day one. Um, yeah, so that be able to beat him and get to the through to um, you know, get out of the group was was you know, was great. And then to play DJ uh last sixteen was, you know, again was a huge even at forty nine years old was a great experience. Um yeah, to see yeah, I personally put DJ, you know, up in the top three of the world, best players. Um, certainly with him and Rory and, uh, you know, probably the other ones up for, you know, discussion. But, uh, yeah, to see DJ play the way he played for 11 holes was, um, yeah, was 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 something special. And, and again, you know, DJ's become quite a good friend 
uh, over the over the summer. You know, we've had a few good talks about certain things and what have you. And uh, and like you say, you know, he, uh, yeah, he gets a lot of sort of a bit of a bad rep in the press because the way he comes across. Um, you could meet a more intelligent golf intelligent guy than probably DJ, you know. Um, and um, yeah, I wish I had an ounce of his talent to be honest wow. with you. You know, there's no, it, there's it's, no crazy, luck. it's crazy how good he is. It's just crazy how good he is. Yeah, there's no luck in talent there, that is for sure. No, 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 no. He's 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 probably probably the most talented golfer I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned a few names there and, you know, the longevity of your career has been, you know, stand out really. A couple of things, not on a negative point, any any thoughts pre-478 um, tournaments of doing something else or not? Or was that just, no? Nope. No. No, no, always, no. Always... no. Even when I lost my card in 2018, um, I knew I wasn't done with the game. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, I, I want to, you know, I want, I want to sort of bow out on my own terms. Not, I don't want the goal. I, I always kind of don't want the game to retire me. I want to, yeah. Um, you know, I want to retire from here, whatever that is. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I hope I've got a few more years left in me if I stay, uh, if I can stay fairly fit and healthy. Um, yeah, where that golf will be right now is, I, I don't know. Um, you know, obviously that. that it's a little bit up in the air, but um, yeah, I, I still think there's a few good years left in me yet, and um, you know, I, I will see. So moving on, obviously, you know, the beginning of the year when I, when I saw you at Wisley and stuff, there was a, there was a lot of rumours about what was happening with Liv and was it going to happen? Mm. Wasn't it going to happen? Whatever. Are you, are you, uh, do you want to kind of say how how did you first kind of hear about the possibility of uh, of being on the Live tour? Um, well, at the start, the start of this year, it wasn't. Of course, we'd all heard about it, but it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't anywhere near my radar. Yeah. You know, my 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 number one goal was to go to the Champions qualifying at the end of this year. Um, I remember. You, I remember you saying that to me. Yeah, that that was that was what I was right. Okay, you know, I was happy that I was playing DP World. Yeah. And I was going at least. I thought, right, okay, I can go into the Champions qualifying competitive. I was still exempt for twenty twenty three on. DP World because of the um, uh, the British Masters win. I had a two-year exemption, so that's why I'm still exempt next year anyway. Um, so I thought, well, okay, well, I, I can kind of go with no pressure in some respects. Is that if, if I don't get through, I, I, I can still play DP World the next year, uh, 2023, and then go again at the end of 2023. Um, and, I, and I remember it as clear as day. We were walking. I was playing Lee in the match play in Austin. We're on the second hole, walking down towards the green, and we're just chatting away. And he says, "He says, uh, has Liv spoken to you?" And I was like, "No." I said, "Why would they want to talk to me?" And he says, "Blandy, he says you're you're top sixty in the world. He says you're nearly top fifty in the world. He says they're going to talk to you." I went, "They're not going to talk to me." He says, "Blandy, they will talk to you. Don't you worry." And uh, and that was it. And it kind of like, you know, I kind of really didn't take too much. Into that, I thought there's no way they don't want. Why would they want to talk to me? Um, and and then yeah, we kind of inquired about it after that week, and and it kind of just kind of snowballed from there, really. And um, and, and yeah, you know, obviously I spoke to 
you know, uh, my family and, you know, and a few people that, you know, opinions that I really respect. And I spoke with Tim about it. And, uh, and yeah, you know, it was just, you know, at my stage of my career and obviously the money that was, that you were going to play for was just too good to turn down. I'm sorry, but I know that mine sort of, yeah, if I can say it, it might piss a few people off. And okay, that's fine. But, you know, I, I, I just, Anyone in my position, I, 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 personally, I think 99.9% .9 of the people do exactly the same as what I've done. Um, I don't regret it. Um, you know, obviously, I, I, obviously, it's a shame where it's got to as regards how, you know, the other tours have reacted to it and what they're, and what they're doing to the players. Uh, of course, you know, we didn't want that. You know, no, you know, no player wants to harm any other tour or anything like that we're not it's not you're not doing it for that um so um yeah i guess you know i think i think probably in the next six to nine months uh, uh you know it, uh, a lot's going to sort of come out in the wash i think yeah i mean from your point of view i don't think you'd say 99.9 percent .9 of players would have done it i, I don't think there's a point one percent of the player in your position who wouldn't have done it yeah you know, I, mean, I, I can't obviously, yeah, i can't I, see I a reason you know, I can't see a reason why somebody, even if you were 38 or 40, why someone would turn down that kind of money. You know, and it's a, I, I personally, I mean, I enjoy watching Live, and I'm not just saying it because you're on here with us. I enjoy watching Live, and I think there's there's room in the game for Live personally. That's, that's my own personal opinion. Of course there is, you know, and I, and I think that's, that's the way it will kind of, I hope will will settle down. I think, yeah, obviously we have the, the court case in February. Obviously we'll, we'll have to see what happens with that. Um, you know, so I, I, I've got no clue about what decision it's going to go, who's who, or what side it's going to fall. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, everybody said with cricket that the IPL would never work um, and various other sort of aspects of the game would never work, you know, the sort of shorter games, the 2020 or this this new hundred would never would never get off the ground and, and look at them now. They're probably the most popular uh, ways of cricket to watch, you know, because wow. it's fast, it's it's furious and it's entertaining and it's it's more um, designed for you know for families to be there to enjoy it, the, the families to get involved. Um, and yeah, and that's what, and, and that's the way I see the the liver doing it, uh, and, and maybe maybe the other tours are, you know, catching on, and yeah, and I I kind of don't want this to sound bad in any way, but I I think I think the play I think the players will be thanking Liv because even already the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, are doing more to look after the players. Yeah. They're playing for more money. They're getting looked after better. They have all these schemes now for guys coming onto the tour that they're going to get X amount of money guaranteed. Um, that wasn't there twenty years ago. Well, certainly the you guys. Know, so got... I, I think I think yeah. I, mean, I, th I think the players will be better off, even whether they play live or they don't. Um, without a shadow, I, th I think DP World players will be better off because of it because they haven't had to shake up their the way of doing things. Liv that's what Liv has done. 
it's made it's made the tours stand up and go right okay well okay they're doing think okay they're throwing a lot of money at things uh, of course um, but okay so we're going to have to do things better to keep our players and and I, and, that's, and that uh, that can only be a good thing can't it? Well, I, I mean, you you just, I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying there. And you look at the example of the guys who got their, their card at the tour school this year, you know, they're guaranteed $150,000. Yeah, so yeah. if you get a card in America, you're guaranteed half a million. Half a million. But, you know, I always think, and, I, you know, I remember Richard Boxall used to say, if you get your card at the tour school, it's not, you know, the opportunity to win money, it's the opportunity to spend a lot of money. Yeah. And I, I think it's great that what they've done there, because it gives a young guy who might not have the sponsorship chance to to compete on this on the level playing field with a caddy and do the job yeah. properly you know of course you know great. you know you you and i both know you know we've been around the block enough and we've played you know we've played on the european tour we've also played on the challenge tour we know what it's like hmm. and 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 like you say you know when you've um if you're playing on the main tour and you haven't got you know that much backing behind you or whatever you know, you'll sit over a six-foot putt on a Friday evening, you know, when 150 guys have just trampled all over your line. Um, and you've got to hold it to make a putt, uh, make a cut. And, right, if I miss, I can't play next week because I can't afford to. Mm. At the end of the day, that's, that's, that's pressure. That's, sure. that's, more, that's more pressure of probably standing over a four-foot putt trying to hold the tournament. Yeah, because at least you know if you, if you miss the one that's going to win the tournament, you're still going to win a shed load of money. Yeah. Okay, it'll still hurt. Of course it will, because, but at least you know, right, there's probably a couple hundred grand going in my pocket, whereas the guy that's just missed that that putt two days earlier can't now play next week because, and he might have to go and get a job somewhere else. Mm. Um, no, I agree. I, I mean, I think what, what's happening with, with all the tours and with, with what Liver's done, you know, some people say there's got no reason Liver's got nothing to do with it, but I mean, you know, it's pretty obvious that. Uh, oh yeah, you know, you're telling me that the PJ Tour wouldn't have done these elevated tournaments there to say, right, yeah, the top, these top twenty players will play these events every single week. Yeah, you know, hang on a second, isn't that what lived in? Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's almost contracting those players to play those tournaments, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and uh, you know they can argue that it, it's uh, it's not lived. But anyway, that, that's for another day. But put it, putting aside the money, it must have been you know, it must have been great fun this summer. I, I went to the first event at Centurion, and they put on a great show. I thought, yeah, in the yeah, fandom. I like it is it, you know for me, it, it's it's because it's been different. It's been exciting, you know. And that's not to say that playing a DP World event is not no. a good experience. You know, you play, you know, you play the you know we managed to play. Um, the BMW at Wentworth, you know, that that's that yeah, that's that's as good a tournament as you'll ever play. Uh, you know, we play a few other events, you know, we played down in, in South Africa at um at oh God, my mind's gone. Uh, Sun City a couple of weeks ago played just played uh you know the tour championship in Dubai and you know, they're they're as good a tournament as you can ever play and, and the DP world do a fantastic job of putting those events on and uh, and what have you and everything else that goes with it. They, you know, they look after you fantastic. Um and and obviously yeah for me with live it, it, it yeah it was just different. It was exciting. It was just almost like another chapter in my golfing career. You know, regardless of the the financial gains and what have you putting that aside, I know a lot of people 
you know, probably off, you know, well, you know, it's all about the money. Um, but it was, it was just exciting. And to play the team championship in Miami at, at, at Doral was just, you know, it's just one of the, you know, probably one of the highlights of my career. Right. Yeah, and that's, and that's the truth. You know, it was such a good tournament. You know, we had such a good team. Uh, you know, we, uh, Martin and, uh, and G-Mac and me and, and Laurie Cantor, you know, we'd been, we'd been a team for about the last four tournaments. Um, and we got such a good sort of, um, sort of camaraderie going between the four of us. Um, and yeah, we nearly, we, you know, we kind of nearly got to the, to the final day. You know, we, we gave Aces a really good run on the Saturday. Yeah, Laurie did great taking down Patrick Reed. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. Martin had to pull out of the event. Um, he's just had wrist surgery. Uh, so we had to get a stand in. Yeah, and obviously he's up against it against DJ. You know, so that's, you know, we almost pretty much knew that that was a, you know, a point to them. And then, you know, me and GMAC, you know, nearly sort of, uh, you know, we gave Taylor Gooch and Pat Perez a, a great run. You know, we lost on the last, which was unfortunate. Um but it was just the whole week was just just so exciting. The crowd was great. I think there was twenty to twenty five thousand there every day. Um, great golf course. Uh, it, yeah, it was it was just such a you know. Again, it was it wasn't about the individual. It was all about the team. And, uh, and like I said, you know, and it, it was great. I was so pumped up that week. Just the whole week. And I said I said to GMAC down one house. Yeah, you know, I can't believe the way what I'm feeling inside. I said, what a Ryder Cup must feel like. I've got no idea. Mm. Yeah, you know, it must be what I was feeling times a thousand. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I said to him, "How on earth do you hit golf shots I'm in that conditions?" You know, it's. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to to play it again next year. Um, so, so, so the format of Liv, so you you actually, you, I, I looked at it, you were in three teams this year and you say the last four events you played with a clique. So once the teams are announced for next year's Liv series, are they pretty much going to stay the same? Yeah, I think they're year? pretty much set. Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be on Martin's team again. Uh, right. I think that's pretty much set for the whole year. Yeah, yeah obviously, you know, there, there was a few teams that, because you had players coming in, um, you knew players after sort of, um, after Century, new players were being signed and what have you. So there was always going to be a little bit of you were going to move around a little bit, um, yeah, because players were going on to that team and players were going on to this team. Um, so yeah, you know, I started off on Peter Uline's team. You know, all the sort of, you know, kind of most of the captains changed after Centurion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then I went on to Brooks Kepka's team for a couple of events. Um, and then, yeah, there was that was with Martin for, I think, the last four events, which was, um, you know, which was great. You know, we're okay. Yeah, we might not be, you know, on paper, we're not the strongest team. But like I always, I always said, I would rather be on a team that, you know, that the other three guys have given it 110%. The whole, whether they're shooting 65 or 75, you know, they're giving 110% for 54 holes. And and I, I would rather be on that team. I'd rather be on that team that you know, right? You know, we're all pulling for each other. I'm not saying that the other lads are not doing that and they're not doing the same, but uh, you know, it's just a really good team spirit. And when we finished third um, in Bangkok uh, in the team, you know, we we had we all had our own lockers, locker rooms that that week. We had our own sort of special sort of bit of a locker room, you know. I wish you could have been in that room there with, with, with the four of us, our caddies, 
Uh, you know, we had a, we had two or three beers. It was brilliant, and we finished third. You know, we, we didn't win. Um, it was just it was just great because you know we hadn't really had that much success, and uh, and that really kind of sort of got the sort of the ball rolling for us as as a team. And uh, um, yeah, hopefully the whole team will be together uh, again next year. I'm not too sure about Laurie right now. Um, but uh, you know, we hope that's going to be the case, uh, and I, I think we can be. I think if we can do really well next year. I think we really can. And, you know, if Mark can get his wrist fixed, um, I think G Max. You know, he's back, getting back on the right road again to playing some good golf. Um, and, you know, Laurie's Laurie's a. Uh, yeah, uh, Laurie's. Uh, I always kind of think with Laurie's that he's an accident waiting to happen. He's yeah. I think when he gets that first win. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think there's going to a lot. A lot's going to come off the back of it, and uh, you know, and I'll just yeah, the old man of the group will just kind of keep steadying along. <laughs> so, so next year then, going to be fourteen live events. So you'll presumably yeah. play all those, and then obviously depending on what happens with DP World Tour. Yeah, um, you know, I'll try and play. You know, I probably would only play maybe four or five. Um, right. And uh, yeah, I'm in the open. Uh, at Hoy Lake with my top 30 in the race to Dubai order of merit. Uh, I'll probably play the senior open um, and I'll probably maybe play a couple of the international series um, yeah, yeah. do sort of Asian tour sort of branch of the Asian tour I'll probably play maybe two or three of those. So if I can play around sort of 21, 22 events, that's fine. You know, I'm 50 in uh, in February, I don't want to play more than that. You know, I kind of want to probably start just tapering it down a little bit more now. Um, and then, yeah, you know, obviously I'll have to see what, um, where the lie of the land is. If I'm playing live in 2024, I hope so. Um, yeah. But also I'll see where I stand with, um, you know, with the champions and, and hopefully I can maybe play there. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, you know, I'll I'll cross those bridges, you know, when I come to it. Right now, you know, I'm you know, enjoying my uh enjoying a little bit of rest, bit of downtime. Um and uh yeah, I'm just I'm just looking forward to twenty twenty three. I mean certainly by twenty twenty four you'd hope that the the lie of the land will be safe yeah. people yeah, we don't know, know what's going on. You don't know, you know, you don't know where what's gonna be, what you're gonna allow to do, what Hoops, you've got to jump through this, that, and the other. Um, like you say, yeah, a lot's changed in the last twelve months of golf. I'm sure, probably, that a lot's going to change in the next twelve as well. So, uh, hopefully, it's for the better. I really do hope that, um, and we'll see. Because uh, you know, I said to one or two of the other people we've had on here, Steve Richardson, we had Lordy on, and people like that. Yeah. At the end of the day, we've got to sort it out in a, in a proper way because it's it's. It's just hurting the game of golf when all you read about is this player being banned, is he playing here and whatever. And, you know, you look at the world rankings, Dustin Johnson, 38th in the world or whatever. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, like you say, I think, OK, you know, I understand, you know, there's, there's criteria for the world, for tournaments to get world ranking points. Um, are the... The people that run the world rankings are they doing everything they can to stop live um, getting points? You know, are they delaying it? I don't. I, you know, 
that's that's a matter of opinion. Um, and obviously, the thing is, the longer that they delay them, the you know, because everybody will be losing their points. Mm. Whenever they decide to give them points, that you're hardly going to be playing for anything anyway. So. Mm. Um, you know, look at what they've done to DP World. Well, you know, I, I can't. You know, I, I thought John Robinson absolutely hit the nail on the head last week in in Dubai. It's laughable. Yeah, you know, how can you have Rory, John Rahm, Fitzy? Um, you know, three guys in the top ten. I think you got Victor Hovland in the top fifteen playing in the tournament. All of those, and on the PGA Tour, they haven't got one player in the top twenty-five. And they're playing for double the points that we are. Mm. I mean, who on earth allowed that? Uh, I mean, that is just like as John said, it's laughable, absolutely laughable. And it, and, and it hurts. I know they talk about you know, live hurting tours and what have you. That hurts the DP World Tour so so much, so so much. Because why will you know a lot of a lot of players they. They, they they almost I don't know they maybe care more about their world ranking because of contracts and what have yous and get get some insert tournament. Yeah, someone like if they're on the edge of the top fifty in the world, why would they come and play in Europe when they're playing for nothing? Yeah, they might as well stay in America and play there, mm. and um, because they know they'll they'll keep their world ranking better. It, it, it's it's it, it, as as a player that's a no brainer. Mm. No, I agree. Have, but they have to sort that out. They they just have to sort that out. It does seem a bit bizarre. And to to clarify as well, that's nothing to do with Liv. That those changes no. were made before Liv even started. Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> it, it's <laughs> I don't know I don't know who made that decision. Um, <laughs> whoever allowed it needs their head examined because it just it devalues the the DP World Tour. Hugely, I mean, just hugely. Like last week, like that last week is just laughable, beyond laughable. That mm-hmm. you know, John Rahm's won that tournament of in that field, and he hasn't improved his ranking. You yeah. know, how, how's that? I mean, I mean it's crazy, absolutely mm. crazy. Um, no, it does seem a bit of a stranger on that one. So just kind of wrapping up, because when we started, it was light in the window behind you, and now it's dark. <laughs> we been there just, a, just a couple of questions. First of all, longevity of your career. In, in, a, in a couple of words, what's the reason for being... I mean, you talk about Lee Westwood, Soren Kelson, other players like that who've, who've had great longevity. What would, you, what would you put it down to? I think, I think you know, if you, if you look at... If you look at Lee, uh, if you look at Sorin, you look at the way they've played the game over the last 25 to 30 years, however long they've played it, it's very, very it's, it's, it's hardly changed. Um, they've probably, you know, you look at Lee, he's used the same golf equipment forever. He's used ping. Mm. I think that's massive, a massive thing. He knows, but this is what works for me. I think they found, they found what works for them. And they go, right, okay, that's it. And they don't get they don't go off that. Okay, yes, of course you can try, you can try this and you can try that. But I think they're probably like, right, doesn't work, right, fine. Um, you look at Lee's golf swing, it hasn't changed an awful lot in the last 25 years, the shape of it. Mm. Um, okay, it might be a little shorter. Um, but as you get older, who's who's isn't? Right. Um, yeah. and again with Sorin, you know, Sorin, 
Soren's never been the longest of hitters. Um, but if you look at it, excuse me, from 140 yards in, he's probably one of the best on tour. So he knows that he can't compete with the Rasmus and Nikolai Horgaard's off the team. Not many can, but he can be better than them in other areas. Um, and, and they've just always been very, very good scorers. And and, and I think that's that's what's key. Uh, um, they, they, have, they haven't gone off, I'm not saying guys, they just haven't gone off on any tangents looking at strange things. They keep themselves in fairly good shape. Um, and, uh, and, and and obviously they're just, they're class players. You've got to be a bloody good player to play for that long. You know, especially someone like Lee who's been at the top of the game for as long as he has. Um, I think it's an incredible achievement. Yeah. Well, the, the most incredible one, the one that really blows my mind, I keep seeing it and I can't believe it, is Bernard Langer. I mean, like, we're yeah. right down that route. That is just... Yeah. I mean, he's, again, he's yeah, you know, again, you know, he's looked after himself. You yeah, know, obviously he's probably come over more psychological hurdles than most. Yeah, uh, yeah. to do that is unbelievable. Um, and yeah, he's just kept himself fit and healthy. Um, his goal swing hasn't really changed. No. Um, and he, he just, he, like I say, I think he knows what, what you know, if you don't know what works for him at 63 years old, he's never going to know. Um, so he just knows what to do. Um, and like you say, I think every situation that you've faced, you, you've, you've faced before. And I think that's the thing now, you know, no matter what you play, when you go out and play, there's nothing, there's nothing that you've never seen before. Mm. You know, knows mm. how to handle himself and, and, and gets the best out of himself. Yeah. Final question, mate. Highlight of the year for you this year? Uh, I think probably, obviously, British Masters. Um, yeah, being my 500th event, uh, that was something I'm very, very proud of. Um, yeah. Obviously, unfortunately, I missed the cut by a shot, which was disappointing. But yeah, you know, I think whenever you defend your first tournament was always great. Uh, you know, the reception I got onto the first tee there at, um, at the Balfrey will uh, will stay with me forever. Um, you know, and, and obviously to be, you know, to, to pass 500 events is, I think, I'm you know, sure. I think we, uh, well, you know, when I hang it all up and everything, that'll be that'll be up there, probably one of the proudest moments. Mm, fair play, fair play. Anyway, thanks a lot, mate, for coming on. Cheers, Rob. Been intriguing, and uh, have a good Christmas, New Year. Thank you.